Well, 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 good evening, folks. And welcome back to another episode of South the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hyde, sitting across from, as you know, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Now, it's been, you know, a little bit longer than we would have liked. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. We were both very busy, but we are finally here to go over the draft, and what a draft it was. What a draft it was. That's a great way to put it. Uh, we'll get into tooting our own horns in a second, but oh. overall... 13 picks, I thought there was no way we were going to keep all of them, and yet we did. No, and I was really happy with it, right? You always talk about with draft strategy, you know, some people want to condense those picks, move up and get ideally higher rated prospects. We did some moving around, but I was happy we still kept the number of picks because we took a lot of good dart throws, and I think that pretty much every guy that we drafted should make this roster. Yeah, no, I, I would completely agree. I don't necessarily love every pick we took, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, at this point in the growth of the team, it's a numbers game, right? We're not like full-blown rebuild, but a lot of dart throws, more chances that some of those are going to come up looking pretty. Now, Bakhtiari would be very happy with you saying the word rebuild. It's a very sensitive word around the Packers sphere. Apparently. I personally like the term reload better than rebuild. I think that's more accurate. In yeah. our case. Because we're still within striking distance, most definitely. If everything goes right, we're in the playoffs. I think that right now we are at least a borderline playoff team. Totally. We'll, obviously, we'll, we'll cover all that in, in later episodes, of probably. Course, of course <laughs> we will. We're not going to have another you know, three-month hiatus after something important. We really hope. We're working on it. Agreed. All right, so let's start breaking down these picks. And I think that you know, once one of us finishes our summary, whatever, we should both throw out our, our grade, school style, ooh, ooh, A, B, C, ooh. whatever. Okay. So you said tooting our own horns and by golly folks if you remember from our mock draft my first pick we went to the scotland of the midwest and we (laughs) wrangled home nessie barrington's own iowa's own devon's or luke's own i don't care but lucas van ness the what six foot five edge rusher coming home out of iowa this guy is going to be as of now, I'm going to say day one starter at outside linebacker because Rashawn Gary is probably not going to be back for the start of the season. I think that he also does offer some flexibility to potentially move inside. We saw him do that a little bit at Iowa. And all reports from training camp is that he is looking like a stud. I even heard Rashawn Gary saying, like, yeah, that Hercules looking dude, like, he lives up to it. And <laughs> it wasn't Rashawn Gary, so it was Preston Smith. But still, coming from Preston, like, that's big. I wasn't just happy with the pick because I predicted it. You know, I'm that not that egotistical, but it did really fit a big need. I didn't think it was um, a reach in the slightest. I know a lot of the, the experts didn't love it, but I'm giving it an A. Okay, I love that. I, I love how confident and happy you are with that. And now uh, my turn to toot my own horn for the first time this episode. If you go back a couple episodes to the Combine episode, who was one of the first people I mentioned? Nessie. A hundred percent. So, yeah, I've, I've had my eye on him for a little bit as well. Six, like you said, 6'5", 272, like big guy, nicknamed Hercules, fits the mold. I mean, he is a prototypical, for what we like anyways, outside linebacker, big, strong guy, Preston Smith, Zedarius Smith, Rashawn Gary. He fits that mold absolutely to a T and crazy athletic, crazy athletic. Um. Like you said, a lot of versatility. 
He played inside more when he was younger at Iowa, mm-hmm. actually, which was interesting. That's kind of the almost the opposite of what I would have assumed. You'd think he'd be a little lighter, too light to play inside um, when he's a freshman, but that's what they did. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him. So I have up in front of me pulled up all of the RAS scores since we've talked about them a lot over the last couple of episodes. And you love I do. a good RAS score. I do. And so does Goody. Mm-hmm. So it keeps us on the same page. And it has some RAS comps here for me of similar athletic profiles. Now, we're not talking play styles being the same necessarily. Just the testing. Right. But the size, weight, speed, agility. These are some guys you can think of. Trey Hendrickson. I actually think that's a really good comp overall, too. I I'd think be, the play style. I'd be pretty happy. I think I would be very happy if we got him. Preston Smith. Hmm. Interesting. Look at that. Tall, lanky guy. I like that. I like that. Both of them very good motors, right? Very good motors. And obviously, Preston's got that that run stuff in game. Trey Hendrickson's been a beast since going to the, the Bengals. Love it. Ezekiel Anza, who never quite fit, or I guess he never quite lived up to his hype, but there for like a season and a half, flashed a lot in Detroit. He was a problem when we went up there. I think he sat Rodgers at least twice in one of those games. Yep, just crazy athleticism. And then now the absolute ceiling, I feel. Jared Allen. God. Just having Jared Allen, man. (laughs) Right? That would be, as much as he played with everybody we hate, uh, team-wise, being a former Viking and Bear, but like that's if that's the ceiling, I'm in on the pick, right? I'm in. I think realistically, you're probably looking a little bit more Trey Hendrickson, Preston Smith area. Really good, probably not elite elite, but I'm going to go B+. Okay. I'm going to go B+. Not even necessarily talking about other uh, players that were there, but I think overall, very good athlete, not outstanding production, right? He had a lot of good pressure rate in college, but not overall production. So I, I'm going to go B+. Plus. Very happy with the pick. Kind of had a big sigh of relief when we picked him because I was like, okay, we didn't do anything just completely off the wall. Yeah, not like a, not, I know people said tackle on that spot, but I just didn't even want tight it. end. I'm like, that. that's not where the value is. Like, don't draft Dalton Kincaid or, God forbid, Michael Meyer at 13. Oh, he was Notre Dame. I was going to say, yeah. don't be talking about <laughs> Iowa. And then I just got my names mixed up for a second. So I was like, do not do that. So when we took Lucas Van Ness, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, this is 100% Goody. This is the super Packer pick. This is Mr. Barrington himself. If you've not seen a picture of this dude, look him up. That is the epitome of Barrington. There's like connections that I know about of like fourth degree of separation from this guy. Like I know people who's, you know, like he's like my grandma's somebody that lives with my grandma's chiropractor is Lucas Van Ness's dad or like stuff like that. So just from him being around here, that makes that fun. The only downside I see to this pick is he might be a little too hyped to be Barrington's own for us. Like we kind of like the the random schmucks that then rise to being something. He's already something straight out of college so that's i'm conflicted there it's not like when i was cheering for big bob when he was like the four string tight end you know or any of the random defensive linemen we've had or the fullback that only played like 25 percent of snaps danny vitale yep right oh, legend <laughs> neighborville zone but i mean this guy's a little highly touted to be coming out the gates already so he's got a lot to live up to and the own is much more your thing and i guess we're kind of split thing. right because you have the whole barrington zone and i still you know he's my iowa guy right but I don't even care, man. You can go on your whole own thing. I'm just happy we got him. He's a Me hot too. guy. He's going to be a wonderful piece off the edge. It'll be really fun to see once Gary comes back how we use him and move him around, get some kind of fun psycho packages in there. Could do so much. Like I said, 
love the pick. So let's move on. And for let's the, do it. I was gonna say the next two, but we can we can you know the next one and then jump to the fourth pick because I want you to okay. take the tight end package. Okay. Because you called that. That's where you are tooting your own horn, sir. I a hundred percent did right. I'm I'm not gonna not gonna shy away from that. So at uh, the second round, pick forty two, we took Luke Musgrave. Great day or a couple days to be named Luke or Lucas. Indeed, if you're yeah, a Packer we were fan, on a right? Luke train. We were, and as a fellow Luke slash Lucas, very happy about this. Very happy. <laughs> I, I identify as both, depending on which player we're talking about. <laughs> Correct. Whichever one has a good game, I'm going to be a Luke or Lucas that day. You know, that's how it's going to work. So we're talking, oh, practically just a shade under 6'6, 250 tight end. RAS score 9.78, right? Ran the 40 and 4.6. This dude gallops. I think that's a good way to put it. He's a long strider. He's your prototypical pass catching tight end. Like this is, and it's perfect because we kept talking about this offense that we didn't have the proper horses. Correct. And this is the guy. This is the guy. I like how we, I like what you did there. Time Thank you. I appreciate that. Just couldn't help myself. I mean, thirty six inch vertical. When you're six five six six, that's going to be a problem, right? You are huge, and he attacks the seam. That is he does. his. And it, like we've talked about over the last several years at this point between Big Pop and Josiah or whatever, you need a seam stretcher. And we haven't really had one since Big Pop got hurt because he wasn't the same last year. This is that guy, without a doubt. He's going to run the shallow crosses that people you kind of forget about the tight end. Then all of a sudden he catches it, turns up field, gets 12 yards, right? He's going to stretch that seam, use his big body, catch the ball over the safety or the linebacker, right? This That is this. Now, the interesting part about Luke Musgrave is we haven't actually seen him do anything, really, ever. Like, he in college, he didn't play a ton. He was behind a, another NFL player that ended up being drafted last year in, like, the fifth round. So he didn't. He wasn't their starting tight end until this year, and then he got hurt after two games. That is true. In those two games, he had, like, 16 <laughs> catches for, like, a buck 80, and I'm like, that's, like, Josiah's career production. Right. They, like, built the offense around him, and then he got hurt. The athleticism all came back, thankfully. No issues there. He's he's clean bill of health going forward. But a lot of projection on, on good old Luke here. A lot of projection. Looking good in OTAs, and he has a good uh, family bloodline. I don't know if you knew this, but he is the nephew of Bill Musgrave, who was a longtime college NFL coach. So he's got the NFL IQ in his blood. He does. Um, like you said, limited production, but we have seen his ability to threaten the middle of the field, to threaten mm-hmm. also like you know deep uh, corners to the outside. I think that if you have that threat in the middle, it's going to help everybody in the offense. You know, I'm always talking about MVS and how that could change the dynamics of the defense, the spacing, what you have to look for. If you have this threat that can endanger the middle of the defense, that you can't just leave a linebacker on and forget about him. Right. It changes It changes what you call defensively. And you're right. It is a lot of projection. Um, I have seen the comparison to Dallas Goddard. I think that's a little underselling. Dallas Goddard, I just don't think, is, yeah. is quite as dangerously with the, the top-shelf athleticism that Luke Musgrave has. And I'm kind of drawing a blank. Maybe like, say, early Jimmy Graham, but he's faster than Jimmy Graham. Uh, no, I, w- I would agree with early Jimmy Graham. If you want to go, and now these are also extremes, because early Jimmy Graham was pretty pretty dominant. Uh I would think if you're thinking of a mold of player, probably early Jimmy Graham or Darren Waller. Uh, he doesn't have the top end speed of Darren Waller, but like both of those guys, he's really big. But he has good speed for the size, very good speed for the size, good agility, 
but he's not really going to make you miss. He's not going to truck you like Gronk or anything no. like that. Not his game. He really doesn't break a ton of tackles. And not the best in the running game as well, blocking-wise. Right. But like you said, limited game tape. You know, He is going to be in an offense where blocking is going to be something that they really focus on in practice and in their meetings, right? Yep. I mean, I know it's only Josiah and Tyler Davis that are still there, but <laughs> Mercedes definitely, you know, planted some seeds in their head about Without how to be a tight end in this offense. Without a doubt. And I think the big thing in, from everything I've heard after the draft is he puts an effort blocking. And when you're that big, you can teach the rest. Yeah. If you will at least try to get in the way, you're big enough, you will get in the way. That's going to be good enough at the next level, I feel. I mean, Big Bob wasn't a great blocker, but he got better over time and became not a disastrous blocker. That's pretty much all I'm looking for here. I'll take it. Also, real quick, some RAS comps. Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson, and Jelani Woods. Ridiculous. I could see Greg Olson just not as effective in the running, like run blocking. I would agree. I would agree. Not as well-rounded as Greg Olson, but some of that pass-catching ability, 100%. So I'll introduce this one for us, though. In the, uh, so the third round, skipping over our second-round pick, we took one crafty Mother Tucker out of South Dakota State. Tucker Craft, tight end gentleman, is six foot four. Another classic, prototypical size-wise, size-wise tight end. A little bit better in the running game. I view him more as a possession type tight end. So you have a nice kind bit. of complement yeah. between the the straight vertical threat and then the possession in Tucker Craft. But since you were the tight end king on this draft, Luke, I'm going to let you take over. Yeah, so if anybody remembers a year and a half ago when we had our pre-draft episode, it feels like, I these two exact picks, I picked tight ends, right? I did not get Tucker Craft correct. I picked Sam Laporta, who I also would have loved, out of Iowa. Unfortunately, he went before this pick, so not much I can do about that. To the Iowa Lions. <laughs> correct. I'm surprised the they didn't Iowa get Nessie, Lions. honestly, because they got like what, two guys in the second round. Obsessed. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Iowa Lions over there, but we got Tucker Craft, which very happy about. I was I really liked him. Um, interesting guy, very physical. Like he was kind of like the FCS Gronk, if that makes sense. He doesn't have oh, quite totally. that, that size, but just bowling over people and just a large human. You can tell he's built thicker um, than Luke. So I'm really excited about this guy. Really strong, really strong. So I think he has a lot of potential to grow. He's, once again, he's kind of the opposite. He's a good in the blocking game and also uses that strength after the catch, which is what Luke Musgrave does not do at all, at least not yet. So very interesting kind of yin and yang tight ends here. I'm super excited to see what we do with them because I think this could be super impactful to our to our game, right, our offense, which clearly wanted to use more tight ends, except we had Mercedes who, like, was too old to run. And we had Big Bob who was still hurt. And we had nothing behind them, essentially. So I think this opens up a world of possibilities. And he is somebody I'm very excited for. Besides the fact that our two starting tight ends will now sound like they're coming to Country Thunder. They're going to be headlining acts, Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave. Like, come on, man. They're a country artist through and through. And them together, they just look like their best friends they already. Really, they really do. The picture of them, like, walking in the first day. They're boys. They like, like, day one. Like, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? All right, we're best I friends. I love it. I love it. It's funny that you brought up Big Bob, or sorry, not Big Bob, Big Dog, is because I kind of think that he is just going to be a big dog with a little bit more of an upside in the passing game. He's going to be the big dog replacement. Yeah, he's a hell of a blocker. And being big dog's replacement, he's not going to have quite as much of as like an afterthought for the defenses, right? There's going to be a little right. bit more, he's be a little bit more in his head. But, you know, if you're out in what, 21 personnel with two tight ends and two receivers, you got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Mr. Musgrave and him, 
Like he's not going to be your first thought. No. You get him on some late some late boot action. You also saw um, in college he was able to take some like tight end tunnel screens, which I love. I love the tight end tunnel screen. Just, just get him the ball and let him run people over. I want to see it. It'll I, be fun to I, see what we do with him. I definitely think he's going to be a problem on some of those boots where like that that backside guy kind of sneaks all the way over and oh, then totally. ends up like trying to truck a corner. He will truck the corner. Luke Musgrave probably won't. Tucker Craft will, and I love that. But in that exact play, that's a perfect setup because if you have the two tight ends, you have Kraft who runs, like you said, the super shallow. Yep. And then you have him with a little bit of steam going so he can truck somebody. And then who's going deeper vertically? Luke Musgrave. Oh, look, Luke Musgrave. And then you're going to have Musgrave and then what? Romeo or Christian on that deeper route in those sort of concepts, those yep. play action boots. Pick your poison, defense. Love it. Pick your poison. Tucker is big dog and. And Luke is Big Bob. I mean, this is this is going to work. I'm really, really excited about this pairing and even more excited when I saw the pictures from Tucker Craft's uh, draft party because they were in an, a tiny little hangar in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota. So oh, that yeah. was fantastic because his family owns like a crop dusting business. Like, I'm all in on that. I, just, I love that. So I'm super excited. He's It's not like he's slow. Like, he's very athletic. Rest score of 9.68. Like, he's an Comparatively, though, he looks... Correct. Yeah. He's not quite the the long stride galloper. Um, but he's going to be a problem in the open field. I completely agree. And before we move on to the next pick, we have to do our grades. Maybe I'm just super positive yeah, today. Even, yeah, we're going to do them both together. Yeah. I'm giving them both A's. I'm also going to give them both A's. I mean, obviously, I have to, right? I picked Luke Musgrave there. So, I uh, hope so. But Tucker Craft, the more that I've watched him and learned about him, I was a little bummed when he hit Sam Laporta, but... I'm really excited about it, and I think he brings a very different dynamic while still having similar size speed as Luke Musgrave. Like they, they could be brothers. Like you see pictures of them and stuff. Like like you said, they could totally be from the same family. Um, see, I could see them going around together all the time now, which I love. But very different play styles, which excites me. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm gonna give him. Yeah, I'll give him both A's. I mean, I'm gonna be a little homer there, but I'm gonna give him both A's. I love what we did to the tight end room. We needed change. We needed some talent. And we got some. We got some. Totally. All right, so I'll jump back to our second-round pick, number 19 overall. We took Naperville's own. Naperville's own. Wide receiver out of Michigan State. Unfortunately, he did break the uh, the loop train that we had going, but this is a very nice compliment to the offense. He is 5'11", 187, and you do see him uh, at Michigan State playing a lot in the slot. He also proved that he can go out wide. He's definitely more quick than fast, but he's someone that I can see if we do, you know, talk about more of that LaFleur offense, he's someone that I can see easily filling the Tyler Irvin role, get him going on some jet sweeps, gets the defense moving, you know, laterally, right, having to account for that. But this guy, despite his size, like if you just go and watch Jaden Reed, highlights of Michigan State, there is an alarming, alarming amount of highlights of him going up on bombs one-on-one where the corner is most likely bigger than he is, and he just mosses them. Like this dude in all of his interviews, he seems like he is an absolute dog. I love this guy. I love this pick. We kind of veered away from from our RAS scores here. He's only 6.7, which is very ungoody like um, Basically a peasant. <laughs> right? He's basically us out there at that point. <laughs> but... He is such an interesting prospect. I mean, a lot of people, when we made the pick, kind of felt we reached on him. But the more I've dug into him, because I didn't do a ton on him. He was kind of outside my top 10 wide receivers, so I didn't really go too deep into him. 
originally. But I love this guy. You're right. He's playing. He's honestly, he plays outside, played outside most of the time at Michigan State. And straight Mawson guys, in some of his best games, came against Illinois, whose entire secondary got drafted in highly. He, he jumped all over Witherspoon, which was, Witherspoon was a first-round pick, wasn't he? He beat their safeties, a, a high one. Yeah, Devin Witherspoon went, what, like six to the Seahawks? Yeah. I mean, he beat both their corners, like both their safety. He beat everybody in that secondary, and they're all high-level NFL talent. Incredible. Incredible that someone at his size has that kind of persistence and dog mentality. And it isn't just a slot guy. And I don't follow Michigan State super well, but to my knowledge, they didn't have any other really studs on offense. So you're playing a team like Illinois. He's it. That's who you cue in on. Like that team, like you said, you got good corners, good safeties, and they still couldn't stop him. And it's, he's he's not going to be the number one threat in our offense. Nope. No, sir. And he had a terrible, terrible quarterback in Michigan State. They were awful. He also brings a lot of punt return ability. I was just going to say that. That's going to be a nice awesome. plus side, yeah. Because we always talk about the return game. We're like, oh, we're great at the return game now that we got we got our man Keyshawn. Well, Keyshawn isn't the punt returner. He wasn't pretty much all of last year. No, sir. He's our kick returner. Now you have Jaden Reed back there who's, I'm not going to say he's as dangerous as Keyshawn is on kicks, but you have somebody that's competent and has several punt return touchdowns in college back there. That is awesome, especially as he starts working his way into the fold on offense. So many things you can do with him, especially that he has that ability to play outside. And for someone his size, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous that he can physically go up against people on the outside and run that route tree and isn't just kind of a what we wanted Amari Rogers to be, right? I, I was thinking this reminds me kind of the Amari pick, except he is not going to be anything. <laughs> Nothing like, like him. Nope. And he's even, like, Cobb didn't play outside ever. He didn't play outside in college. I mean, he that's not his thing. He's obviously much closer to Cobb than than uh, Amari but that's why I love this guy so much I mean he can do it all and that gives me hope for him going across the middle that he's going to make those contested catches oh he's going to challenge it he's like listen 100%. Mr. 6-3 safety like I'll take you for a ride which I'm not I scared love I absolutely love 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 and I know that's something that the Packers have talked about and Goody brought up in some press conferences is they look for people with returnability to play their skill positions even if they have no intention of ever putting them back there because to them, that means they have run after the catch ability. And they vision. have vision. They have vision. Maybe they can break a tackle here or there. They got a little wiggle. Love it. And given your intro, you may think, oh, this guy's, you know, kind of not very fast, right? Amari Rogers wasn't very fast. He ran a 4 4 5 and apparently had an eye infection at the combine. Aye, 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 bro. He's got wheels, too. God, God, Devin. <laughs> I mean, he's got wheels. So, uh, I mean, yeah, he's not Christian Watson fast, but. He's, he's not slow, so I'm super excited about Jaden Reed. I think what we've done and what we will continue to talk about is completely rework this offensive skill position group outside of running backs, which is super exciting to see all this young talent. Totally, and as someone who I said earlier is much quicker than fast, this is a guy that can separate on those shorter routes, so that'll be a nice yep. option for Jordan Love. You know, If defenses are trying to take away Christian Watson with double coverage and whatnot, he should have opportunities, um, whether it's in the slot or if he's outside. I love it. I'm super excited about him to see what he can bring, especially with that mentality. To the fourth round we go. There we we go. took Colby Wooden out of Auburn. Some people call him an outside linebacker. Some people call him a defensive end. It seems to me like he's going to be a defensive end for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's six foot four. He's 273. I believe this is one of those guys that had a much better year 
not his last year, but his second to last year. Actually, his freshman year. His freshman year. People thought he was going to be a top 10 pick after his freshman year. He destroyed the SEC as a freshman. So kind of peeled off a little bit, but his, his last year at Auburn, he still had 11 and a half tackles for loss, six sacks, uh, and even three pass breaks up. Three pass breakups. So he's someone who you know has a good football IQ, knows to put his hands up. NFL comp um, from Zant, Lance Zerline was Tyrone Crawford. I think that's a little underwhelming. It's rotational. Rotational I mean, guy in the fourth the round. This is someone that I see we would ideally like to have as a sub, like for Dean Lowry, and that kind of like the second round of yeah. defensive tackles. I, that's and where it'll start. We got like two or three guys. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he's definitely a little bit lighter. You know, he's explosive, and he can beat you with a little bit of speed. I don't think he's going to hold up super well in the running game. If you only have a couple guys down there, you I agree. you need bigger bodies. And we'll get we'll get to the other one later. But we took a couple of these defensive linemen who are definitely a little lighter. They can shoot gaps, but if you need them to like hold an edge on a stretch or something, I don't know. But does have good upside as a rotational pass rusher, definitely. Which is interesting. I mean, he weighs the same as uh, Hercules as Lucas Van Ness, which is. Not what you would expect, but he's going to play defensive end for us. They have him as his defensive tackle, but for us, that's defensive end. I imagine with Devontae Wyatt now getting, hopefully, getting Jerron Reed snaps, he'll probably get the Wyatt role, you know, something like that. Yeah. Got a rotational guy coming for pass rush situations, just push the pocket. Um, I just want to touch on that Auburn thing for a little bit, for a second. Auburn had a lot of players in the last couple of years that came out the gates firing on all cylinders like tank bigsby was another one ran mm-hmm. through the sec at running back ran through them as a true freshman and then did nothing afterwards so i kind of call into question a little bit auburn's development at this point because they've been pretty bad the last couple years at least for them and they had a lot of talent come in over the last three four years and pretty much none of them got better so hopefully with some coaching and he's going to have to bulk up a little bit. I'd want to see him at least like 290, I would think, at some point. may take a year or two to get there. But I think with some better coaching, he could definitely be a good rotational piece. Now, out of the fourth round, that's what you're looking for. Totally. Oh, we forgot to, to I was rate Jay Reed. We forgot to rate. <laughs> uh, Mr. Reed, I'll go well, A-, minus. so I'm not giving everybody an A. But I did like the pick. Okay, okay. Um, I'll go B. I'll go B. I'm I'm very excited about him, but I, I still liked a lot of people that were on the board there. Um, and I, he was not my highest-rated wide receiver left. So that, but that's okay. I'm a, After looking into him more, I feel it. I get it. I'm happy with it. With Wooden, I'd go, like, B-. minus. You know, we, we needed to draft just bodies for that defensive line. I don't mean bodies. Like, we talk about Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster. We just we needed other people because we only had, you know, Kenny Clark, Wyatt, Slayton and then Mr. Ford who didn't see the field at all last year so we needed more people and I would have liked us to get bigger bodies you know for that rotation but we'll see like I said maybe with some proper development he can just be kind of a a freak a little lighter lighter weight lighter box lighter frame we'll see how things turn out we'll see what he develops I'm gonna go B minus as well we're drafting traits here um, not recent production, RAS 9.2, very good for defensive linemen. But, yeah, a little on the light side, so I'm, I'm worried like you are about how he's going to hold up in the run game. But realistically, we're probably just going to play him on passing downs to begin with. But out of the fourth round, if you can get a, a good pass rushing defensive lineman, 
That's, that's pretty good. You'll take that. For sure. All right. Round five. Pick 14. I guess that we probably knew at this point that we were going to get rid of Mercedes Lewis. We're like, all right, what can we do to replace him? And for that, we went to Penn State and we took quarterback Sean Clifford, who is already nicknamed by yours truly, the Big Red Dog, although he doesn't have red hair. Just, you know, the childhood show, right? We all saw that. Yes, you know yes, yes. I, I, know, you. I know what Clifford is. I mean, 6'2", so not, not that big. Uh, gentleman is definitely more of a scrambler than a pocket quarterback. He does have good maneuverability, has good heart. You know, definitely kind of a heart on his shoulder. What? When, like, his second best trait is his heart as a quarterback. Chip on his shoulder, heart on his shoulder, <laughs> everything on his shoulder. Because he stares down receivers and gets some sloppy feet. Mechanics aren't the best. I mean, when you are a quarterback with very good maneuverability and, and pocket presence, except for his footwork when he's under pressure, and you make it to the fifth round, you have to have shortcomings in other areas. And Mr. Clifford definitely does. We needed another quarterback. I think there were there were better, more prototypical guys that were still left. So I don't forget. I'll give him like a C plus. He'll be fun to use in Madden. But that's kind of where I'm at with him. Okay, I got some problems with this one. Fire away, please. I got some problems with this one. One, he's uh, as old as Jordan Love. So that's not good. It's already a bad start. They can relate on things. Like uh, apparently. Apparently. Do you want to get anybody too young in there? I mean, uh, the only person older, well, no, there's two older, Hendon Hooker and um, what's his face? Uh, Stetson Bennett both would have been older. Stetson but. Bennett is 75. Uh, l- let me start on the, he still hasn't graduated, by the way. Uh, so fun fact. old and slow, not very committed? Like, what's I, going on I, with him? I don't know. Stetson. Anyways, Sean Clifford. Um, I'll start with the positive. Singular. Uh, 9.04 Raz score. Hey, so he's athletic. There we go. <laughs> That's good. No, but I, I I will point out that I talked about quarterback size, I believe, in the last the last draft, the last episode we had. Um, and kind of we take quarterback 6'2 to 6'4, like 210 to 220, whatever it is. That That's our prototypical size. Sean Clifford's the same size as Aaron was coming out, almost exactly. So he's our prototypical size. Jordan Love's kind of the high end. We don't draft tall quarterbacks we just don't brett honey was pretty tall wasn't he he was six four i mean we we don't get like the the big guys we like just the, don't like the six five six six correct how many of them and we are also there? don't draft the six one six footers we just don't do it we don't do it um so he's not the one i would have picked he's 100 percent not the one i would have picked i think partially because he was a, what like a five-year starter at Penn State. Set a bunch of records because he played forever. Because he's ancient, he's like practically our age. Um, he he's twenty-four. But as far so if you're gonna not, draft, he's not our age. I know if you're gonna draft a bad quarterback, um, I would at least like them to be developmental. And I think he's probably too old and has played too much to truly be developmental. Now, we have the quarterback whisperer in Tom Clements, so if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. There's a little bit of hope there. There's some hope there. But he just he doesn't have a huge arm. Mm-mm. His accuracy's not great. Decision-making's not great. Those are three just slightly important things in the quarterback position. Right. As you touched on, the kind of the feel, not great. He's gritty, you know? He is. He's, he's That's a, another way of saying he's got good heart. He's, he's chipping his shoulder. We can just keep on saying the same a, thing. He's a lunch pail. Blue collar. <laughs> Real team guy, team player. 
comes to work. Coach's son. Shows up on time. <laughs> Real good football IQ. Um, yeah. So I will say, actually, here's not a bad a bad maybe comp. His top brass comp is C.J. Beathard. That may be his, like, ceiling is C.J. Beathard. Which, not, not terrible. I mean, realistically, if he turned into C.J. Beathard as a fifth-round pick, that's not bad. Right. He was a serviceable backup. One um, of the best quarterbacks Iowa has ever had, which, unfortunately, I guess technically something. Sean Clifford is for Penn State, I guess. Yeah, he is from Penn State. What do you mean technically? No, but I guess technically one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. Well, Christian Hackenberg takes offense. <laughs> so as long as he doesn't turn to Christian Hackenberg. Matt McGloin. God. Some real winners there. Right. So not not great. I mean, just really, there's not much for me to hang my hat on with Sean Clifford outside of he's a winner. He you might know? be fun to watch in the preseason, though. He might be, but not the same way Danny Etling is pulling uh, read options and going 50 yards on the sideline. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's not that kind of quarterback. Uh, he's like a scrambler, but he's not a runner. Um, so I think personally, man, I'm going to give this maybe a D plus. I mean, maybe a D plus. That's me being generous, I think. I would have taken, if you're going to take a quarterback like this at this this position, in the draft. And I will say, there was just a run on quarterbacks before we took him. Where, like, all the guys we would have been happier with went, for the most part. Um, all the guys I kind of had my eye on had just come off the board within half a round. So I get what Goody was saying when he said, like, okay, this was the last, like, draftable guy on our board, so we were going to take him. I get it. I just don't agree at all. Uh, I would have taken Max Duggan, Dugan, whatever his last name is. Out of yeah. TCU because I think he's very raw. He has something that it hasn't been talked about a ton, but he has something that Josh Allen had, and that was a lack of like high school prep type of thing. And what I mean by that is Josh Allen was like from nowhere essentially, right? But he didn't do like the quarterback seven on seven circuits and going to the elite eight, elite eleven, whatever it's called camps. He didn't do all that, right? He just kind of like played football during football season. Uh, so you knew that there was a lot of untapped potential there, right? You may or may not ever get it, and most of the time you don't, but this guy hasn't been put through the amount of reps and the experience and the training and the practice that most quarterbacks have, and the same is true with Max out of TCU. He had a kind of very similar path where this wasn't his entire life since he was 12, right? So he hasn't been doing footwork drills for a decade already, like a lot of these other draftees. Things like that, where it's like you can see untapped potential there, um, and he has a better arm. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's why I would have taken it. I, I don't love the Sean Clifford. I think D-plus is probably being generous for me. Obviously, I'll, I'll root for the guy. Excited that we – I figured we would draft a quarterback. This is obviously not the one. I think I took one. I don't remember who it was. I but, think we both did. Uh, it definitely would not have been Sean Clifford. Yeah, okay. I'm done now. The only <laughs> other little plus side I just thought of was since he has played so much, the backup quarterback role is not only to come in the case of an emergency, but it is also to be another voice in that quarterback room, helping scout and see things. I mean, with all of our, our blue-collar coach's son, <laughs> Bull, he has played a lot. So he might be able to give Jordan little things or just like you know when they're watching films, see things that could somehow help out. Apparently, he's very smart. We probably actually should have led with that because you're 100% right. We drafted a veteran backup is, is kind of what we did. So, Which could be worse, but like from the backup quarterback position at this point, I want to go back to Ron Wolf days. Just churn those puppies out for, for draft picks. Totally. 
It'd be, it'd be the factory. I again. want Mark Brunel. I want Matt Hasselbeck. I want Aaron Brooks. I want them all. I want Kurt Warner for two days. Correct. <laughs> all right. On to our next pick. In the fifth round, mm. pick 24. This You were very excited about this one. I was not very to, excited about this. No, pick. you're not. I had to talk you off the ledge. Dontavian Wicks, a wide receiver out of Virginia. Now, this was before I went and watched the film, and I was a servant to the 4.6240 yard dash, which I think you said Devontae ran about the same. Yeah, that, that was part of me backing you off the ledge. Exactly. Right. So not the biggest size, 4.62. I'm like, what does this guy do? What this guy does is he gets open. He gets open deep. I don't know how he makes defenses miss because he's not the best route runner in the world. I think this is the guy I was thinking of who had a really good year two years ago. Correct. Last year, Virginia, he got hurt for a couple of games. And then there was like a shooting or something. Yes, Like they there canceled was. a few games. Yep. So that's also going to, you know, not only take games off, but be a little, just a little distracting. They had a quarterback downgrade his senior year as well. But when he was on his junior year, man, he was lethal. So this could be a fun, you know, piece number four. It's just like a pure deep threat. Again, I'm not quite sure how you get that open when you're not that fast and you're not a great route runner. But in this offense, when you have all these other pieces, maybe he can just sort of slither his way to a, a back zone corner that was vacated because somebody was running with Mr. Musgrave or Mr. Watson or Mr. Toure or Mr. Josiah because he's going to come out this year. But... I mean, for a, what a fifth round pick, someone who should hopefully, you know, bounce his back. Right, this is a little projection. I will give it a B. Okay. I have the answer to part of your question, by the way. I got it right here. In front what of me. was part of my question? Like, how does he get open? Oh yes, I, I know please, how he gets. Please open. entice me. He is incredibly explosive, incredibly. So, looking at his numbers, and I remember this kind of jumped out of me a little bit watching the tape, especially the previous year 39 inch vertical okay so we just like leapfrogs down the field 10 10 broad i mean those are elite numbers and when breaking down his his 40 yard dash which i think is important to do especially given if you see a score and you're kind of like what was that yeah 462 slow not good right but he has an elite 10 yard split so all that separation is happening immediately off the line and he doesn't have a great release package, you know, to kind of get off the line and get around corners. Who, by the way, um, just a little callback, Jaden Reed 100% does. He has fantastic releases, so forgot to bring that up. But Dontavian Wicks, very explosive, can create separation in a hurry. But he doesn't have the quite deep, long speed to continue outrunning people. But, you know, within 10, 20 yards, he can 100% get past you. Cut and go, right? Because that short area speed is incredible. So I don't mean this quite how it sounds, but think of Devante, right? Like how does Devante get open deep? He's not fast, right? He beats you off the line and within those first 10 yards. Change of right. direction, all that jazz. Yep. He has. He also has an elite 10-yard split. Like all of his separation comes immediately. Dontavian Wicks is the same. And he also has that jumping ability to go up and moss you. Strong guy, um, good, pretty good size, 6'1". 206, so strength and explosion. He doesn't have the release package yet, but I think he can get there. He's also a guy they played Illinois in 2021, and he torched him. Torched him. So he has done it against quality secondaries. So I'm super excited about this guy. Actually, the more, more I dove into him, I'm like, man, this could be a steal. It really could be. Um, mm, I'm going to go A-. I really like Dontavian Wicks. I really like Dontavian Wicks. 
I think he could add something different to our receiving core, which is what I love so far about this draft. Everybody's different, right? We're adding little bits of this and little bits of that. We're not just, it's not like that year where we drafted kind of the same receiver three times and MVS was the best one, right? Of course he was. (laughs) And the other two were just kind of worse versions of him, more or less, right? These guys all bring something different to the table. They could find their way onto the field for specific packages, for specific plays much earlier. I feel it'll help that log jam we have going of just a bunch of young guys out there catching the football. So I'm really excited about him. I think he has incredible potential if he can kind of find what what he lost this last year in college. And, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Bad quarterback, a lot of stuff on campus. Um sky's the limit for this guy really really high potential i love this guy your grade sir we've been terrible about i said this. a minus oh did you okay my bad i was too busy thinking about how nfl.com has our next pick in the sixth round pick number two carl brooks listed as a linebacker which just baffles me this guy i love this guy he's like a defensive tackle this guy's hilarious de- defensive end so he is a six foot three 300 lounge 303 pound i'm gonna call him defensive tackle linebacker defensive tackle linebacker what are you saying we're gonna put him at at outside linebacker oh no, but that was his best position he literally played stand-up outside linebacker and just destroyed the mac but i feel like he played stand-up like through the c-gap though oh yeah no like, i know just, like but right it's, through centers he this guy makes no sense i'm a huge carl brooks fan but his game i don't understand it at all we're listing him everywhere else when we're talking about you know different Packer press conferences and whatnot, hearing about him as a as an interior defensive lineman, this dude wins with a quick step. He's going to be a D end, yeah. He's going to be a D end, but it's the same as as Wooden. I feel like where they're both quick, but they're not super strong. They can be explosive in brief moments. But you're talking about like if you can imagine, you know, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, those guys, and how they can push back on a running play, right? If you're running a zone scheme to one side, they can push back and and you know interfere with the runner's lane mm. and then help arrives or they break they break through carl brooks i'm just not seeing it you know he might be a fun piece to throw in on pass rush situations so you know a little different spice there but as as we need another body for the defensive line rotation unless you're gonna have kenny clark Devontae wyatt and tj slayton play like the entire game if you put mr brooks or mr wooden in in rundowns a little nervous. And Jack Heflin is now on the Saints, so we can't bring him back. I'm sorry. Sad, by the way. And Tyler Lancaster actually got a job somewhere, too. He was off last season, him. but you got a job. Yeah. Good for him. Okay. I'm going to be – what was your grade? You didn't You didn't have one. I'll go C+, plus because we needed a body, but mm. – Oh, no. Okay. So I'm the opposite. I'm going to go A-. minus. I love this guy as well. Um, yeah. No clue how he wins, right? And some people may say, like, oh, lower competition, whatever, whatever. As people that have gone to a Mac school and have watched a fair amount, I've watched a ridiculous amount of Mac football. You are the Mac king. The competition, especially like the offensive lines of the Mac, are pretty darn good. Um, people go to the NFL from the Mac all the time, especially in offensive lines. Like speaking from where we both went, at least for a little bit, uh, NIU, we literally just steal all of Wisconsin's rejects from the offensive line. Like all, the offensive line is just a bunch of big wisconsin boys every year and it's great um so i think first overall pick you know what like eight years ago or whatever was a cmu offensive tackle we've had guys from niu go to the nfl like the offensive lines are probably the strongest point of the mac i would say so if you can beat them that's still pretty good 
And if you could beat them as a 300-pound edge rusher, that's hilarious. I am here for it. I don't know how you do it. How he does it is he has a really good feel for the game, good IQ, and a good pass rush kind of playbook. Like He has, he has moves that he can do. Um, so I liken this pick a little bit to last year's uh, J.J. Anikbari pick. Now that is a high cop. Well, let's just listen for a second. I think they are both players that do not meet our normal physical profile. JJ being unathletic, Carl Brooks being, I don't really, not super athletic. I mean, he's got a 5.8, which is definitely not a, a goody thing. But on tape, you see, you, you see do. the quick step. You see he does have, burst he does have a quick step. I think that at some point, Goody is doing a little bit better than, than he had been at just picking, like at some point, just pick a football player that gets the job done. I think Carl Brooks is that guy. And looking towards what our defensive line may look like, I kind of disagree with you, honestly. I think we have big dudes, right? We got big dudes. Yeah, we got Devontae Wyatt. We got Kenny. Oh, of course we have Kenny. TJ Slayton, Jonathan Ford. Those are massive human beings. So when you're talking about this, are you assuming that Jonathan Ford will be on the game day roster? And he's also he's, he's also not proven. So it's like, what, if There's we go you go three down, you have the only three that I feel comfortable with stopping the run. And if teams go have your personnel, you're going to have all three of them in there. And then it's like, then what comes in? It's a big question mark. I mean, buddy. we didn't exactly have a ton of run stop formations last year, and we did for a couple games. But I'm saying, I would much rather have some interesting pieces, and hopefully one of them comes out right. Because Carl Brooks has the up has much higher upside than just a run stuffing defensive lineman, right? You can find a run stuffing defensive lineman that he does. I will give you that. But for what I was hoping we would draft, he seems to be a little lacking in what I was looking for. I will take pass rush ability on the defensive line all day, every day. All day, every day. You can go find just some giant mammoth to stand there and eat blocks, Jonathan Ford, pretty much every year all the time, right? What were we saying? How many episodes on the show? Because we had a few of them. And most of the time, they did absolutely nothing. They were, as we would say, just bodies out there, Luke. I think, well, I think he brings stuff to the table that Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry couldn't outside of Dean's one good year. They did have their moments, though. They did. Okay. Where they would occasionally get being, through. For being honest, Tyler had one moment. <laughs> yeah, I listened to a few of our old shows, and yeah. I, I heard the the Lancaster shout out. I said, yeah. "Wow, I did that." You did. Proud of you, bud. So I'm I'm all in for especially at the sixth round, man. Like just just do something that has has some upside to it. Jonathan Ford does not have a lot of upside. Well, we don't really know because we haven't really seen him, right? But if we haven't really seen him, we're also guessing. He's right. probably not excellent. So I'm here for, for getting a little weird. Maybe not as weird as our next pick, but getting a little weird in the sixth round. Well, you know, I was going to say something completely different <laughs> until you hit the whole you know Auburn storyline. So in our sixth round pick. Hey, that works for this guy, too. Number 30. It's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Anders Carlson, kicker out of Auburn, six foot five, brother of Daniel Carlson, who is a... Kicker for the Raiders and I think Raiders. other teams, or just the Raiders. Uh, he was on the Vikings, then he missed a kick against us and got cut the next day. <laughs> Sucks to suck. He sucked on the Vikings and became amazing on the Raiders. He did it for his brother. But why do you think he became amazing on the Raiders? Was there some coach that was there on the special teams, Luke? Man, I think I think our buddy Rich might have been. Was there. it Rick Rich Biscadia? As I call him, I think them? it was. <laughs> <laughs> and and now he's our special teams coach. He and, is. and those Auburn guys apparently don't develop very well. They don't. And I honestly wasn't even thinking about that. Hmm. Look at that. So he's a kicker. He's buzzing the NFL. 
six five. Honestly, good enough for me. You know, from Colorado Springs, who's probably very outdoorsy, got some you know good uh, endurance. Maybe see money you know, fake field goal. Hey, Mason will flip. Played college football at Colorado. That's enough for me. There you go. A little bit of Colorado connection. He can be like his hair looks a little orange. The orange fox. There's a fox. The orange fox. The orange fox. <laughs> I'll let, you, I'll let you work on that. That's uh, that's your position. The young Fox. Uh, we'll, wor- we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. If nothing else, having a giant kicker is kind of fun. Yeah. So I'm here for it. You're very lanky, though. He's 6'5", 218. Yeah, that's a little lanky. you got to put some meat on them bones, but, you know. I'm done. That's a, that's a B plus. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just give him a B. Just I, man, I don't know. I mean, there were, like, two kickers in this draft I knew, and he was not none of them. Um he almost got beat out his senior year. He had an injury, I think, his junior year. He's a kicker. College kickers make no sense. The best ones never become any good in the NFL. Justin Tucker wasn't a great kicker in college. Like it just, there seems to be almost no correlation. So if Bizzacci likes him, that's more than enough for me. I'll take it. On to the first of our, what, three, four, seventh-round picks? It felt like we had the entire seventh round. I liked a lot of our seventh-round picks, though, so I'm okay with it. Uh, our first one at 15 was cornerback Carrington Valentine out of Kentucky, not to be confused with, what, Corey Valentine? <laughs> we got a couple guys with very similar names. It's going to get very confusing. They're both going to be battling uh, for our last corner spot. He is six foot tall, 193. This guy feels like a, a pretty Packers cornerback. I like this guy. He's very aggressive. Plays a little of swagger. He makes a play, and everyone's going to hear about it. Doesn't have very good hands. And he, he can be prone to look a little silly off of a um, good double move. A little aggressive, yeah. I like the pick because we needed, or I would have at least preferred, another body of corner with some yeah. decent size. What we go, Jair and then Razul while he's still corner. We'll see about that. Keyshawn at three. Yeah, because we don't know when Stokes is coming back. Stokes question mark, and then and then he's in at four. I still would like to see Razul go to safety. We'll get to safety soon enough. But at the worst, it's you know maybe he's corner four five, as opposed to you know Shamar. Because there were times where we to see Shamar in last year, and he's like five foot nine and just yeah. just tries. I think he tries, but he's not. It. I've never seen him do anything. Nope. So I mean, there's there's some upside there. Seventh round pick, right? Not gonna be amazing, but I was happy with the pick. I give it a B plus. Really, at this point, you're in the seventh round. What are you picking, right? I mean, you're picking skills. You're picking athleticism. Um, he's got a little bit of both, I'd say. I like the aggression, like you brought up. He's got nine point three rad score, four four forty yard dash, thirty nine inch vertical. This dude's got some pop. Um, it's nice in zone for sure. Go up for and get sure, it. for sure. Like you said, pretty good size at six foot. I'm happy with it, and I think you'll be even happier when I list my, the top RAS comps. Because these are a little ridiculous. Marshawn Ladmore and Marlon Humphrey. Those are two top-level corners. Would not complain. If he could get half that good, we'll be golden, right? But I agree. We needed a body back there. Corner kind of became sneaky thin, very top-heavy. So just put an athlete back there, coach him up, let him figure it out. Don't play him a ton. I love it. I love the athleticism. I love where we're going with it. Hmm. Grade wise, grade wise, grade wise. Let's go B plus. Let's go B plus. I like it. I like it. I don't know a ton. Didn't know a ton about him coming in, but if he's got athleticism and a little aggression, we can help with the rest. Well, maybe not hands, but that's okay. 
none of our corners can catch anyways. <laughs> Wagner fits in perfectly. Three picks later in the seventh round at pick 18. Took Lou Nichols III, running back out of Central Michigan. Great name. 5'10", 220. Reminds me a lot of another big bruising back with dreads who at some times would have the third in his name. Went to a school. That had they all orange. went to a school. Yes, Lucas. <laughs> I wasn't done yet. Not orange. Crimson. Crimson and yellow color. Played in the 2010s. Any idea who I'm talking about? No. Talking about Marion the Barbarian. Marion Barber, who was the 2010s. I'm sorry, Mike, running back in the 2010s. Marion okay, the Barbarian yeah, yeah, yeah. went to Minnesota. Similar colors. Yeah. Very, very. similar size. Marion Barber was 5'11, 218. Lou Nichols, 5'10, 220. Nichols has a, a good jump cut. Right? You think of him as more as a power back, but he has good vision. Right? You'll see him on a stretch play, and there'll be a different hole open. He'll jump in there. Can catch the ball out of the backfield. It seems like he's a little more elusive than powerful. Like he's he's not going to power over three people. Which is weird given his size. You'd think the opposite. Maybe he was really working on the pop. I don't know. You know, we'll get him in the Packers weight room. He'll be hanging out at A.J. Dillon, get some quads. We'll see what he can do. But I like the upside as, as RB3. If he has a hell of a year, could he maybe, you know, help make the decision going forward with running backs? Because AJ AJ Dillon's contract is up after this year, and then we'll see what we do with Aaron Jones. I think it's a nice add. I give it an A minus. This guy's interesting to me. Another Mac pick, so shout out to the Mac. Um, like testing wise, right? He's seven point eight Raz. Better than I thought. Honestly, yeah, me too. And that all comes from just a couple grades. Really. Good vertical at 37 inches. So he's got some explosion to his game. Right? If only he went to Minnesota, too. It'd be perfect. He'd it would be. Good gopher, it would right? Be. And an elite 10 and 20 yard split. So, yeah, he does not have long speed. It's not there. It's just not there. Short bursts through the hole. Right. But he can get through that hole and then get pretty caught. quickly. Yeah. And then get caught eventually. But yeah. hey, I'll take 12 yards. You know what I mean? And he is better than you would expect hands from someone that's 220 pounds. I would say. And going this late. Correct. Correct. So he he has some A.J. Dillon sneaky pass-catching ability, where not something you really think is going to be a threat out of the backfield, but he may be, which I really like. Solid name. Good RAS comps. These are kind of fun. Rudy Johnson, Cedric Benson, and Rashad Mendenhall. I don't hate Rashad Mendenhall. I would think that's closest, because I think Cedric Benson was a lot more of a bruiser. I agree, but I think Rashad Mendenhall, that, that's not bad. That's a ceiling. He must have got hurt because when he was first come out of school, he was really good. He was. And then out just of Illinois. died. Yeah, yeah, and then just kind of fell off a cliff. But I could see like that being the ceiling. I mean, that's a useful running back. He had some good years, some some pass-catching ability, but not the long speed. A lot like Lou Nichols. So I, I, I like this back. I, I'm going to keep it a B just because he's not the kind of running back I wanted. Um. There were a lot of other ones in this draft I thought were interesting. I wanted Aaron Jones 2.0 um, with a lot more athleticism, right? I want I wanted a very athletic, explosive, um, squirrely running back. That's what I was looking for. This, he's definitely not it. I like him. I think he can add some stuff. Um, I think he'd be much more useful than Patrick Taylor, but not quite the mold I was going for. We'll see if it'll be him or Tyler Goodson at that uh, RB3 spot. I know we do like Patrick Taylor, but I still feel like Goodson should have the leg up on good old PT. I mean, he should have last year, and it didn't work. We'll see. 
uh, the next pick in the seventh round at 25. We finally took a safety to solve our safety problems. Okay, maybe not solve. We took Anthony Johnson Jr., technically a free safety out of Iowa State, six foot flat. He is 205. Gentleman was a team captain for a few years. That was the, the big thing I read about him. He had like three picks in his college career. He did start out at corner originally. And no picks at corner. Fun fact. So he has. Should should have some ball skills, some of those you know corner quickness. I think. I don't know. This is kind of like a throw in the dart. We're gonna get in the safety room probably after we finish up our draft coverage real quick. But I mean, it's it's something, right? See what he can do. That's kind of all I got. I mean, I'll give it a B just because I wanted us to take at least one. But I'm not really feeling like he really is the answer. I was being sarcastic earlier. He is the one guy that we drafted that I don't think is a mock to make the team possibly practice squad. I know you disagree with me. Yeah. I disagree vehemently. Um, I really like Anthony Johnson a lot. Uh, Not only does he have a great name, shout out Anthony Johnson, but he has a lot of elite athleticism to him. Elite broad, elite vertical, elite 10 yard, elite 20 yard. Like he's got some, some of that corner athleticism comes through. Does not have an elite 40-yard, and that's okay, especially at the safety position. Yeah, played three years at corner and then transitioned to safety because the coaches felt he had the best chance to go pro at safety. So I think there's a lot of untapped potential for being a four-year starter. He understands the game. He's smart. He's athletic. Chris Collinsworth, who who cares what Chris Collinsworth thinks NFL draft-wise, but he had him in the first round. Like, no one had him going this late. Uh I think he, honestly, he could be starting halfway through the year, I think, our starting free safety. Would, I'm pretty high on Anthony Johnson. I mean, he knows what he's doing back there. He's pretty sound. He's got enough athleticism to kind of take care of the back end, I feel. He's got decent size. Like I, I really like this pick. I'm going A, if in case you couldn't tell, definitely going to be higher than Devin. Um, but he has a ton of potential, and kind of the opposite of Sean Clifford. I think, who played a ton but doesn't have a lot of untapped potential. This guy does. He's still learning safety. So every day in practice is going to be a learning moment for him. And as long as he doesn't take the Darnell Savage route of development, I think we'll be okay. That's <laughs> um, not going to be a path that is well-traveled, I hope. No, no. But I, I really think he could be it, man. I mean, I'm not going to say he's like week one starter or whatever, but I think he could be... I think he starts before the end of the year legitimately not due to injury. Like I, I think he could be a safety, a starting safety. I'm not going to say we got Ed Reed back here or Earl Thomas or something. But hopefully not the doctor. But hopefully not the doctor. Some RAS comps. You and your RAS scores. Major Wright and Ugh. Louis Delmas. Wait, Louis Delmas is fine. That's fine. I'm fine That'll with that. That would be fine. But, but I'm saying like, if, if he can get to fine as a seventh-round pick, I mean, we should be ecstatic. I see what you're saying. So I I love this guy. I, I liked what I saw on tape. Loved what the coaches said about the kid. I'm excited about him. I think he's going to come in, work his butt off, learn the safety position, and then take it over pretty quickly. We'll see. Time will tell. I hope you're right. I really do. I hope so too, man. On to our last pick of the draft, which was, upon doing some research, one of my absolute favorites. <laughs> this was A lot of people like this one. Seventh round, pick 39. So he was a comp pick. Well, there's only 32 picks in each round, except for the seventh round with comp picks. Pick 39. Six foot two wide receiver Grant Dubose. Steve Smith 
who was one of my all-time favorite non-Packer receivers. Dude wasn't big. Dude wasn't super fast. Just technically sound and the heart of a dog. He pounds the table for Grant DuBose. This guy has very good setup. You're talking about, you know, Devontae and some of our better receivers. Set up at the line of scrimmage to get off of press coverage. He's very violent with his hands. He is exceptional in the 50-50 ball. His catch radius is much greater than his 6-2 frame should allow. He's someone who also is very violent after the catch. He doesn't just catch it and going down. He's not Big Bob. He's going to catch it. That hurt. And he's going to run. I'm really excited for his upside. And I, I think he definitely should make this team, even if he is our last pick. I'm really excited to see what he can do in the preseason. Big physical target, a good safety blanket for Jordan Love. And then for Sean Clifford, when he throws his really crappy passes off a poor platform. Oh, God. I love it. I love Grant DuBose. I think he's going to be a dude. He's going to be one of the boys, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, no. A++. A plus plus. Oh man, I'm not gonna go that high, but I do like I do like him. Um he out like he yes, you're hundred percent right. Really big catch radius, fifty fifty balls. No no other part of his game is outstanding, I would say. But he just makes plays. He just gets the job done, right? He's not blazing fast, but it'll be deep, right? Kinda like Steve Smith. He doesn't have crazy vertical, he's not giant. But he'll moss you, right? He's got strong hands. Kind of like Steve Smith. Steve Smith was 5'9", a little different. but <laughs> One dog uh, recognizes another but dog. But I think I, I agree. I think him and Jaden Reed are definitely dogs, 100%. I think Dontavian Wicks got some of that in him, too. So I think he's going to be kind of probably a developmental guy coming out of Charlotte. You know, I just talked about the Mac a bunch. But Charlotte, that that's a couple tiers lower, right? So I'm super interested to see what he does in the preseason. I think that's going to tell us a lot. Is he ready for this? Um, is it just because he was playing against like you and me out there type of thing? We're going to find out. <laughs> but yeah, I think he can do pretty much everything, right? Which is what kind of excites me about him. He's not a he's not a burner. But he's got enough speed, I would say, and he's got a good frame. Like you said, very big catch radius. I I'm interested to see how this guy turns out. Very interested. I know a lot of people were talking about him being an absolute steal because they love what this guy put on tape. And I would agree. I would agree. I think he's got a ton of potential, an absolute ton of potential. I don't know who, how we're going to get the ball to all these people because it feels like after years of not having enough playmakers, we're at least going to talk ourselves into having way too many, right? Because we're going to think all these guys are studs. And, like, by the numbers, they can't all be studs. But... It'll be really interesting to see kind of what role he can carve out for himself, I think. Um, I imagine he probably comes in as Romeo's backup, probably plays that position, I would think, personally. But who knows? Let's let's see and let's find out. I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm going to go B+. Plus. B+. Plus. You know, he wears 14. He's got that frame. Super light DK, but that's my comp. Okay, top Rask comp. I, I think this is a good one. I think this is a good one. Devontae Parker. I don't hate that. I really don't. I, that I would be that. exceptional if you was Devontae Parker. I can see Parker. that, right? Like, not hurt all the time, preferably. Hopefully not. But, like, Devontae Parker's a pretty good wide receiver. And, like, he does. he's not awesome at really anything, right? But he gets the job done. Totally. And Devontae Parker, for most of his career, had to be the number one guy. 
Miami and on bad teams. And, and like yeah. in the Patriots, too, when he was healthy. But still, yeah, I mean, for us, if he is, God, what, target seven in the offense, eight yeah. in the offense? Yeah, I'm happy about that. We'll see what he can do, for sure. Happy All right. about that. So that finishes up our draft recap. A few other news and notes regarding the roster. I don't know if by the time of our last recording we had signed safety to various more. I think he's like 6'2", free safety from the 49ers. Started for a season. Fine. You know, I think yep. I said before the show, somewhere like 20 to 30th ranked safety when he played. So fine. And then we did a pretty similar thing in picking up Jonathan Owens. A.K.A. Mr. Simone Biles. <laughs> Correct. Mr. Simone Biles. So that's exciting. So we're seeing her in all of these off-season activity pictures. Like, I think he, she raced Christian Watson. Which is hilarious. And she had Christian for a little bit there. A little bit there. She had great elite 10-yard split. Elite. He, he said he slipped. I was like, dude, just, just accept your loss, Christian. It's, it's fine. I mean, he won, thankfully. But, I mean, Mason Crosby's wife was reaching out to her, going to tell her about, like, where to go, good shops, good food. Like, exciting times. That's Have so, Simone in Green Bay. So sweet and so just, like, glass half full. You know, because obviously Mason's not going to be back. Correct. So just still, you know, being a member of that community, good job, Mrs. Silver Fox. 100%. What, I, I don't know her name, but Mrs. Silver Fox is, is perfect. But back to Owens, the player. He's like 5'11", 6 foot. He was the starting free safety for the, the Texans. Again, fine player. I think he had like two picks last year. So now we just have this really... I will say something about Jonathan Owens. Please do. Apparently, when someone with the ball came towards him, they fell down. Super solid tackler. Oh, I did see that. He Not was... great in pass coverage, but super solid. Maybe he's a little bit of a step in for Adrian Amos. Maybe you know similar type thing going on there, where he's like he's steady. Yeah, not very, not very flashy, but steady. A little smaller than yeah. I would like for my strong safety. That's where we're putting I would agree. him. We just have this hodgepodge now between Donald Savage at safety, which I still don't think is his best position. He's probably still going to be some sort of slot star situation. I wish that was the case and that we'd move Rosal to safety, but it doesn't sound like we're doing that. Doesn't sound like it. So you have him. You have what? Ennis Gaines is still around. You have Down. Leave it alone. Leave him in the bench. Tavarius Moore. Mr. Anthony Johnson here. Jonathan Owens. Jonathan Owens. I mean, it's just and Rudy Ford. So between Rudy Ford, Owens, and Travis Moore, you have these guys that are you know like safeties ranked in the twenties. So far, Rudy Ford's getting the number one start. Next to Savage, I like half of that. Right. And maybe this means that if we are going to leave Razula corner, and if Keyshawn does play more in the slot, maybe then, as opposed to where we're going so many three safety sets, we only go to two, and so we have another corner, so you go, what, more dime, technically? Mm-hmm. Maybe you go with the you know, four-down rushers. Maybe you put Kenny and then... Carl Brooks or Mr. Wooden, one of those guys that you like that I'm kind of eh about. Although in that passing situation, I'd feel better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's what I feel better about. So maybe then you put wide in on running downs and switch. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But those are those are our big free agent acquisitions, unless I was missing somebody. I know we got a new long snapper. Yep. And then cut Jake Coco, Jack Coco, somebody Coco. Yeah, he wasn't very good. He didn't deserve the name. No, no, he did not, honestly. Yeah, all of our free agent signings were special teams related, essentially. Except maybe Jonathan Owens. And safety room, question mark. Yeah, well, yeah, because Tavarius Moore played special teams his whole career until, like, last year. So, yeah, we got a bunch of backup safeties. Hopefully somebody turns into a starter. I hope so. I mean, at least with Moore, though, if he doesn't get like the starting safety spot he is someone that can still play special teams that i would feel a lot better about having to be on the field 
my boy, Mr. Down Lovett. We have a lot of really good third safeties. Yeah, I'd be happy with Moore, Owens, Ford, always a third safety. So like I would say my dream safety those three and then Johnson and Rudy. That's what? Five? Yeah. Which is normally what I keep him at in at least. Three and two. I'm happy with that. I imagine we're going to. And I then a corner. I can't imagine we'd cut any of them. Jair, Stokes when he's back. So then maybe Valentine. Val- Val- I'm getting them confused. <laughs> the one we drafted. That Valentine, Nixon, and Stokes when he's back. Valentine, right? No, Valentine's the old one. This, Valentine. one, this one's Valentine. God, they need, they need to cut the other one real quick. You can move Ennis Gaines to corner if you want. After I talk shit in the Miami <laughs> game, he did something. Oh, oh. Countray Thomas. Oh, what? There was one thing, right? We had a move. We had a safety move to linebacker. You see that? Oh, yeah, which honestly kind of saddened me a little bit because I like the four linebackers that we have. I guess I'd be okay with us losing Eric Wilson because you have Devondre Mm -hmm. and then Quay, Isaiah McStuffie, and Eric Wilson. I know Tariq Carpenter looked really good in special teams, so they're trying to move him to linebacker. It just seemed like at safety he wasn't really – Making it and, work. And to be fair, in person, he was a monster compared to the rest of the safeties. Jacked, right? Like, and, and way taller. 6'3". Yeah, he was like, he looked like a man amongst boys compared to the rest of the safety room. So no surprise there for me. I'm okay if he takes Eric Wilson's spot. Yeah, that'd be fine. But I'm, that was one of the rooms on defense last year I was overall pretty happy with. I mean, when there are a few games where both our starters at middle linebacker went out against Buffalo, and although they didn't look wonderful they've definitely looked better eric wilson and mcstuffie looked better than a lot of linebackers that we've trotted out in much earlier situations ty summers god some of those other guys oh like antonio morrison yeah that that was rough a few just bad 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 so i i think we're both pretty happy with the draft We'll, we'll see how things play out i think the biggest question marks going forward for this team at least for me Safety position. Somebody's got to start. Yeah. Safety and corner. I mean, the, I Kinda consider them consider them linked because yeah. we both want Savage in the slot. Oh, then that changes too if you bring Savage to the slot. That's another right. body. Perfect. I forgot about that. And then I think just getting the proper offensive line alignment. We're pretty close. I think we're pretty much there. I think Zach Tom has been getting some snap snaps. I always do that. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> I don't eat that many snacks. I don't know. I'm always thinking about them. She gets some, has been getting some snaps at center. So what? Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Tom, Runyon, Nijman? Yeah. I, think I feel good about it. That's the best set? I feel good about it. And if anything happens, you put Myers back in center and Tom can go literally anywhere you need him to. Yeah, I feel good about that. And I think the rest of the positions are pretty well set. The only other one I'd kind of keep my eye on is outside linebacker. We drafted that kid out of Florida who had some off-the-field issues but was supposed to be like a top first second round pick before he did maybe he could get like that edge rusher four five spot as opposed to like jonathan garvin i'd be happy those kind of people i think the the position group i'm really looking forward to is wide receiver because yeah we got christian even romeo is a little bit of a question mark and then what like there's just a bunch of rookies and second year guys like somebody's gotta somebody's gonna take three and four the disrespect the disrespect have you listened to any Matt LaFleur's press conferences? Uh, Samari Ture comes up every, every other word. single yeah. time, sir. Yeah. Show But I, I want to see it. Respect. You're I want to go- see it. You're going to see it. Is Samari going to end up jumping Romeo? Like, I don't even know at this point. Three. 
I don't even know at this point. I mean, like this you, is hey, you kept saying last year you can put Christian Watson in the slot, you can move these guys around. Samari Toure will be three or three dash four. He is going to be a significant piece on this offense. I hope so. I liked him last year. He was great last year. That touchdown in Buffalo, one of my favorite plays awesome. of the season, and just good against Detroit, I believe as well. It was it was like a veteran play from a yep. rookie, just seeing where the defense is, going to the open hole, genius. And then not dropping the ball was also a that's plus important. Two. That's important. Oh, and also fullback room. Get to see Josiah being a true fullback now that we have actual tight ends. Wonderful. <laughs> hey, I'm down for that. This is the year you're hearing. I'm gonna say over 300 yards total this season from Josiah Deguara. Okay, okay, from that position, that'd be interesting. And the playoffs. And the preseason all together, 300 <laughs> yards. He's going to have one fullback dive for 90 yards. <laughs> hey, man, we saw that screen in Detroit. It's you, in you there get him some blocks and some weird angles. It's in there somewhere. Some from the angles. He, he can make it. He, he can, can break it. He just can't be a down-the-scene throw when Aaron throws him the ball and then yells at him. Does Sensitive. Not Does not work. Just got married this summer, though. Good for him. Follows Instagram. He seems like he's very happy. Good for him. Just how he's going to be going at it. Any other thoughts after... Uh, post draft sesh not really i'm just really looking forward to this team we have a ton of young talent brought in a ton especially the skill positions everybody's first or second year it feels like um, a lot of positions kind of up in the air because of that really looking forward to see where what all happens how it all shakes out for sure all guys until next time go Paco. go Paco.